0: Today, we are going to be talking about the Enneagram. I'll give you a little background as to what it is, how it's helpful, and then I'll give you an example in my own life as to how it has been helpful, not only relationally in everyday living, but also in all my dealings. Um, And in this case, if you are a vendor with Galilee Life, business-wise, this will come as a very, very helpful tool. So I will be reading everything off of the Enneagram Institute website, which I will make sure to link uh, both on the podcast description, but also on the YouTube video of the podcast. So the Enneagram at its core, it helps us to see ourselves at a deeper, more objective level and can be of invaluable assistance on our path to self-knowledge. Now, some background for that is that everyone emerges from childhood with one of the nine types dominating their personality. And by nine types, they mean nine numbers, which is what you are assigned. You're assigned one number after you take the the test, uh, which I recommend that you take. But I will also be going over all of the nine types. And as it says here, you will have one dominating one. You can find pieces of yourself in every single one, in every single number, but there will be one that stands out the most. So let me just reread that. Everyone emerges from childhood with one of the nine types dominating their personality, with inborn temperament and other prenatal factors being the main determinants of our type. This is the one area that all of the Enneagram authors agree on. We are all born with a dominant type. So keep that in mind. Uh, and before I go to describe the nine types, I just want to make some points clear um, so that there's no confusion. Number one is that people do not change from one basic personality type to another. Uh, number two is the description of the personality types are universal and apply equally to males and females, since no type is inherently masculine or feminine. Number three, not everything in the description of your basic type will apply to you. All the time, because you fluctuate constantly among the healthy, average, and unhealthy traits that make up your personality type. Four, four point. Uh, fourth point would be that the Enneagram uses numbers to designate each of the types because numbers are value neutral. They imply the whole range of attitudes and behaviors of each type without specifying anything either positive or negative. And the next one is that the numerical ranking of the types is not significant. So a larger number is no better than a smaller number. So just to put that into actual terms, uh, a type 9, a number 9, is not any better than a 2 just because it's it's a higher or a bigger number by our scales. Now what I will be doing is going over the 9 types. So the following are one-word descriptors that can be explained in four word sets of traits. Keep in mind that these are merely highlights and do not represent the full spectrum of each type. This is a fun part. So a type 1 is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and a perfectionist. And they are called the reformers. Now, number two, the twos are generous, Uh, They are people pleasers, they are possessive, and they're very good at demonstrating their feelings. And they are called the helpers. Now, number three, um, threes are adaptable. They excel, they're driven, and they're image conscious. And they are called the achievers. Type fours are expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. I am a type four, which we will talk about in a second. Type five, oh, and the type fours, let's not forget what they're called. They're called the individualist. The type fives are perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. And they're called the investigators. Sixes are engaging, they're responsible, they're anxious, and they're suspicious. And they are called the loyalist. I've right, got a few more to go here. Three more. Type 7s are spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. And they are called the enthusiast. Number 8s are the challengers. And their, their thing is self-confidence. They are um, willful. <laughs> And they're confrontational. Well, they don't have any problem with confrontation. Um, and they are decisive. And then type nines are the peacemakers. And they are receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. So, with all of that said, I know that was a lot of words just talking at you, but I will now give you an example of how it's helped me in my life. So as a type four, I tend to struggle a lot with thinking that on the other side, I'm going to find something better. So it's almost like I'm really good at falling in love with ghosts and always thinking that there's something better because what I have right now isn't enough. And then that obviously just makes a problem with comparison and um, there are great resources because the Enneagram is very much connected to Christianity, um, not on its own. But a lot of Christians have taken this and have infused the gospel into it, which has been very helpful. So in my case, as I am off and I am just seeing what everybody else has and then making myself feel bad for not having that. I have this, you know, comparison problem. And so I remember I was talking to God about this when I first found out about it. And I remember God said to me, he said, I want you to hold hands with inspiration, but I want you to kill and obliterate comparison. There's no, there's no room for it. And I was like, okay, okay. (sighs) And I took it all in. So it's helpful to know that. I don't need to be anybody else. I don't need to compare myself to anybody else because God is already looking at me. He's already pleased with me, with what I have, with what I have to offer. Um, And that has been one of the key things for me in my life because before I would look at things and I would feel upset because I wasn't where I was supposed to be in my mind. But all of a sudden, after learning about this, I'm enough. I, I need Jesus because I will always need Jesus. But what he made me and how he made me and the way that he made me was planned and it's perfect. And I don't need to change anything about it. So let's take a look at some of the points here. Uh, that it was talking about for type fours, expressive. So I am one of those people that loves uh, talking very much when it comes to explaining my feelings. I love putting everything into words. Dramatic, that's the second one. I can go from being really happy to really sad really, really quickly. And it's because... Again, like I mentioned, I can be fine, and then I compare myself, and then I'm like, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not, yeah. Um, Self absorbed. I definitely, uh, it becomes the thing where I can make things about me, and not in a bad way, not in a way that I mean to but I think it's just me trying to better myself all the time for my own self not because I'm trying to be better than other people I think I just want to be at the level of other people so that I don't feel left behind and this is getting super personal isn't it (laughs) the life is and then temperamental I tend to like sadness like when I listen to music I listen to super vulnerable music that makes me cry and like that kind of sadness I'm happy (laughs) I'm happy in that um but also it's interesting because I've had to learn to as vulnerable as I am with my sadness I have been learning that I need to be vulnerable with my happiness too that I have to have a healthy balance of both. And it has been helpful to me to know that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are both for me. They can be found in my sadness and they can be found in my joy. And I'm not alone in either. And there's a reason why I'm feeling both. Also learning that sadness is not a bad emotion. I mean, we have it for a reason. Um, And even going as far as to like crying, Like crying is cathartic. It actually releases chemicals in our brain when we cry that are relievers that help us get less stressed. And so I'm learning a plethora of new things because of the Enneagram. And so I just want to invite you to go ahead and take the test. Um, You can take it on the Enneagram Institute website. But, if it, but it does have a, um, a fee. But if for some reason at this time you cannot afford it or you want to see, you want to test it out before you fully invest into it, I, there are a lot of other free tests out there that are based on the Enneagram and will give you a number. Um, and I would just go ahead and go for it and read. Read through everything. Get to know yourself so that you can propel forward inviting God into both your weaknesses and your strengths, but then having the vocabulary to fully be able to express either one. Because for the longest time, I was able to express my weaknesses, but I was not able to express my strengths. And even if you think that you know everything about yourself already, let me tell you, you don't. (laughs) You don't, because we, I think, discover a lot about ourselves as soon as situations come. And that's just not me talking as a 21 year old. That is everybody's experiences collectively, I think, because as long as we're living, things are going to come at us and they're either going to be good or they're going to be bad. And it's going to bring and invoke, invoke something out of us. And so it's very helpful. Yeah. And after you find that out, you can find a way to apply it into your business. So for me, um, it's been interesting to see how I don't look at other people anymore as competition, but rather as, wow, that's so beautiful. And I admire that so much. And I can't wait to see how I'm going to do this. I can't wait to see what I'm going to make because it's going be, to be different. It's going to be beautiful. But then in my head, it's no longer a one and two one being first and two being second, but rather one and two. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? They're both at the same level. And for those of you that are in the podcast, you probably can't see me. Um, <laughs> uh, what I made with my hands, but basically it was just one does not come before the other. They're both standing on the same level. They're both at the same at the same base in um, importance to God, which is. What matters at the end of the day. Um, So I know I threw a lot of information at you. But I do hope that if you've been looking for a way to get to know yourself in a way to love God deeper, but maybe you don't know where to start, that you start here. You let him meet you in every single moment. (sighs) Because it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I hope that you guys um, look into this. And if you don't, I, I know that God will find you. Either way, he'll find you. See you next time. Bye.